Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Colliders assemble here on June 29th. 2023 this is the aew collision post show here on fightful rick uccino cresta erudian fiero and the man himself sean rossap joining us here because this show today is brought to you ad free by fightful select just five dollars all the biggest scoops all the the big news stories all the details that you can that you know that you love that you can trust for just five dollars a month Brought to you by this man right over here, Sean Rossap. And uh, he joins us at the top whenever there's some some big news that he's got to talk about. And uh, he, he's got some scoops, some scoopage here on a Saturday night for you fine folks. Yeah, giving you guys a little taste of FightfulSelect.com. If you haven't subscribed, go ahead and do that. Rob Wilkins will have a, a nice preview show of NXT Great American Bash tomorrow. We've got, like, in addition to all the news, over 40 podcasts a month over there. But we always do have exclusive breaking news. A bunch of WWE-related stuff, including a WWE wrestler who changed some booking stuff based on their strong performance. We got, we're got we going to have some exclusives on Cody Rhodes and his documentary. But today we had one that I had to clarify from a Q&A show that sort of caught fire. Saw a bunch of people blaming Britt Baker. like mm. People were doing full videos on it and stuff because of the Lufisto thing. Now, to clarify that, I did a Q&A show where somebody asked about Lufisto's tweet. I said, yep, I can confirm. I heard that what she said happened did happen. And the, uh, in that answer, there was it was also coupled with, have you heard about any turmoil in the women's locker room? Yeah, there are arguments and, and some petulant stuff that I hear about all the time. And I said, Britt Baker a lot of times gets the finger pointed at her because she is the most public-facing one of that, because quite frankly, it was her character on a reality show. It was her character on All Access. It was a major point of that show, but it ain't always her. And I said that, and for some reason, aggregators said, oh, Britt Baker did that to Lufisto. 100% no. <laughs> Lufisto told me it wasn't Britt Baker, in fact. So I want to get that out there and clarify that, because by the time that 
I it even hit my radar. Like a lot of the damage had been done. And I was like, man, yeah. that's irresponsible. One person that aggregated it even said, oh, well, I didn't actually listen to it. I based it off this other report. Let me let me make this clear. If you are aggregating something you didn't listen to or didn't read yourself, don't do it. Don't do it. It's irresponsible. But um, I, I'm supposed to talk to Lufisto soon, uh, maybe about this, hopefully. Uh, so we'll see what's going on there. But it was not Britt Baker. Um leave Britt alone about that. She got a lot of a lot of trash over that. Listen, you want to dislike her for some other reason? Sure, whatever. All I also said on that show, and uh, I'm sure one day you guys will find out, she's got a very, very good reason to have a, a, her guard up. And, and I'll just leave it there. Uh, some other women's news. Mercedes Martinez was back today. I was told uh, she wasn't hurt. She was just uh, at home for a little while. Uh, I'll, I'll dig more into that as I can. But the CM Punk thing, there's a lot of interesting news surrounding that. It is 32 years to the day that Ric Flair debuted the Real World's Championship in WWF. Also a noted straight edge legend, Ric Flair. So obviously <laughs> they drew tons of yep. inspiration mm -hmm. from Ric Flair. <laughs> that as well. Uh, Punk's still with the belt. That is the actual belt. I mean, I saw people say... Oh, well, is it the same belt? Well, yeah, MJF had his own damn belt made. Like, so of course. But um, there's there's a lie or there was a, a thing that happened in this promo that I found very funny. And I had heard that Punk is very, very adamant about. When Ricky Starks came out and he's like, hit my music and you guys pretend you didn't see me. From what I understand, Punk is like adamant that music should be played when you're advertised. Not when you run in during a match, not when you run in during a promo, stuff like that. Maybe, maybe some of the specifics are off, but I was told that that, that was a little bit of a, a little poke, maybe a little rib. I don't know if Punk was aware of it or not, but uh, I thought that was uh, pretty funny that they did that as well. Um, Is that but just that like was a philosophical thing with, with, with Punk? Yeah, and I would, I mean, I, I know he ain't going to do an interview with me, but I would love to like pick his brain as to why, because I mean, if, it worked when Mankind was facing The Rock for the WWF title and Stone Cold's music hit sure, and it was a yes. cool moment. But I do understand that a lot of that, you don't want to do it. And Punk held that meeting that, that I reported about on FightfulSelect.com a few weeks ago where he specifically said, here are things we can do differently than Dynamite. And I saw a lot of people that are like, oh, he's trying to be a leader. He's trying to be. It's not a bad thing that he wants to be a leader, like dislike him for plenty of other reasons. But I think it's kind of cool that he wants to differentiate collision from dynamite because there are a whole bunch of people, including Rick, a person that you you've worked with before Dutch who like speculated, like maybe this is a different team that's doing this type of thing. <laughs> and I think if you can attract some of those detractors to a part of your program, might stand a bit of a, a better chance with them. Uh, I don't know if MJF and Punk are headed towards anything right now, but um, man, I just want to say before I, I hop off here, that tag match was incredible. Like that was, oh. that was fantastic. That was far better than it had any right to be. <laughs> yeah, and, and FTR are, are just incredible. Uh, Dax was the singles wrestler of the year, the men's oh, or the men's in ring wrestler of the year at Fightful. Uh, by our, our Fightful Select vote, FTR Tag Team of the Year. It's hard to believe they, they won't win it again. 
Like it's it's just incredible work they they were doing. And I was watching. I've got I've got a viewing party for UFC downstairs right now, and we were all watching it. And we're like, "When's the swerve? Yeah. The swerve? Okay. Well, when's the swerve to the swerve? Exactly. Okay, down the card. Here comes the swerve again. Oh, the graphic. They ain't gonna fool us with the graphic. They ran over. They ran over. It's like Star Wars is supposed to be starting already. Like we're supposed to be into the into the scroll here. What, what's very very clever stuff uh some other notes from ring of honor uh tonight they filmed a uh will hobbs match they filmed shane taylor versus christopher daniels gates of agony versus the boys robin renegade versus christina marie and nick comoroto and jara jewel versus the infantry also uh while i pop up on these i'll do some rumor killers too i saw a tweet that was like man Kenny Omega did a great job booking the women's la women last year and it showed all the owen hart tournament matches uh, Kenny Omega was home. Tony Khan booked that. So, uh, if know. I can ask you one quick question before you you pop up, because I five dollars, please. <laughs> <laughs> I'll deduct it from my uh, my invoice. Uh, yeah, send us send us super chats and humper chats. By the way, guys. yes, I I will plug that uh, throughout the entirety of the show. Super chats, humper chats. We will read them all uh, throughout the entirety of the program. We will not leave until I have read all of them, and I will triple check by the end of it. But. Uh, Speaking of headlines that I keep seeing pop all over uh, my Twitter feed today is Jade Cargill and her possibly not returning or at least considering not returning to AEW. Can you kind of shine, shine some light or anything you you have heard on that? So I haven't heard too much about that. Um, obviously, Jade Cargill is just remarkably successful within the fitness world, within wrestling, all that stuff. But Rick, you and I know exactly how successful her. I don't know if she's married to Brandon Phillips, but guy made a hundred million dollars in major league baseball. Yeah. She works because she wants to work. Mm -hmm. Like she wrestles yeah. because she wants to do it type of thing. Yeah. This guy bought a baseball team so he could keep playing a couple mm -hmm. of years ago. Yeah. So, I mean, like, like they'd be all right. Now I was told ahead of double or nothing. She's taking some time off. And the, the idea was a possible baby face situation when she came back. But I don't know if and when that like she were supposed to come back. Uh, we did report on Fightful Select. Looks like Madison Rain, Bunny, Thunder Rosa could be headed back. So you're, you're missing some. You know, Serena Deeb still ain't there. She's not injured either. She's just sitting at home. Mercedes was sitting at home. She's back. You're getting a few more. Thunder Rosa, obviously higher on the card than Bunny and, and Madison. But... You know, I would love to see this this women's division at full strength. And I think that having it at full strength means having Jade Cargill, who was supremely protected for a very long time. Yeah, absolutely. Anything else, Sean? That's it, guys. Support this show. Get in your super chats. Get in your humper chats. Subscribe to FightfulSelect.com. I do a Q&A there every single week. And uh, Grapsity does one every two weeks. So, you know, that story that... that caught the the twitter sphere on fire you, you can just hear the actual context of it <laughs> over there and one of the things i put put in the story one of the benefits you have as a five dollar a month subscriber you can just ask questions in the comments and if i have the answer to it i'll just i'll just give you the answer i'll see what i can do and and add that clarity and that's not something you're going to get from a twitter engagement account or an aggregator or or cresta uh see you guys later yes all right take care I'll sean appreciate it <laughs>
<laughs> oh god thank you guys up oh, let's flip that around get people I in the right every... pretend to be each other all <laughs> right there we go we're all, we're all set we're rocking and rolling thank you sean so much and uh thank you ladies for holding down the fort last week i was in very missed. very you i was a mess i was a Team mess last week Yes. I was uh, not in a good spot. I'm still not 100%. I'm fighting hurt, but I was not going to miss two shows in a row, especially since next week I'll be in Detroit for, for SummerSlam. So, uh, which I do believe we are going to be doing kind of like a tape delay kind of collision review for, for next week. We're not going to be going live because it's, there's, it is SummerSlam night and we're going to have the SummerSlam post show here on Fightful. So, uh, subscribe or not subscribe, but follow all of the Fightful um social media feeds and uh we'll we'll keep you abreast of everything that's got going on that we got going on how are we tonight ladies you doing good good you do enjoy tonight's show fantastic (laughs) yeah i'm also doing well i'm so excited anytime i get to see your faces it's just a great saturday heck yeah and rick i'm glad you're feeling better because like i said last week it happened and that's the best i can say but it happened I don't look, I don't set a very high bar. I really don't. So like, the you know, bar is high enough where I saw it and I said, you know what? Let me just, <laughs> let me just go ahead and duck under this instead of jump for it. Yeah. Uh, we got a lot to talk about tonight. Andrade gets his mask back. Uh, we did have some women's action on the show. Darby on was looking for a fight and he sure got one. Christian sent him a message. CM Punk and Ricky Starks go head to head on the microphone. But because it was so damn good, ladies, can we start with the main event tonight? Can we start yes. with tonight's main event? Turn my page right quick. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> get my notes together, but I man. Mean, let, let's just start with the absolute money. And by the way, again, get in your super chats, your humper chats. I'll read them throughout the entirety of the show. Uh, Jay Haller here with a, uh, a super chat. Thank you so much saying uh, this show made me a fan. Top to bottom, it was quality wrestling and entertainment. Shout out uh, to the Jay White cutout. Uh, in the corner. Uh, yes, I thought that was uh, I thought that was very good uh, tonight as well. Uh, Albert Pont saying FTR three title defenses in four weeks. Talk about a run. Uh, I loved commentary first and foremost, putting over the fact that just two weeks ago they wrestled a fifty-eight minute barn burner with Bullet Club Gold. It was talking, you know, trying to make a story about it. You know, Ian Riccoboni calling back to Nigel McGuinness's days in, in Ring of Honor saying, hey, look, you fought and you were exhausted and you lost. Do you think FTR might be suffering the same fate here? Kind of really helping sink it in that, look, Adam Cole and MJF may actually win this thing. And this was, I mean, it was a blast from the jump. FTR did not get a warm welcome tonight, but the second that the bell rang, we had dueling, uh, what was it, double close line FTR chance. MJF gets in the ring tonight and he's getting a, a bash his nuts chant going, or at least he tried his, his best. And honestly, the fact that the underlying story Iridian of this entire match was MJF trying to kick Dax Harwood in the wood. Uh, I mean that, and it, and they made it work. Like the, the, the beautiful part about Adam Cole and MJF is they take some of the dumbest stuff like a double closed line and they get it over and they make it work in his opening promo tonight. MJF said, I'm going to bash Dax in the nuts. And that was the story of the entire match as he was trying to hit it. And he finally did. And it, it just, everything that these two do get do together. It just works. Yeah. It's like they're salesmen, you know, at the beginning, you mentioned that MJF, you know, said that. And then throughout the whole show, I don't doubt that now that's going to be on a t-shirt, you know, the double clothesline, 
made it to a t-shirt because these guys were really selling it. They take what they have and they roll with it. And I think that's what's made them so successful, so good, so easy to watch as a team and just really entertaining, really believable. But that MJF man, he is so entertaining to watch. Yeah. It's it's something else. He, he is going to be future Hall of Famer for sure. The guy, like... He just captures your attention, Krista. Like everything that he does, whether he's standing in the corner, there's no lost minutes with him. He is always doing something interesting, whether it's a facial expression, whether it's a, a motion, you know, with motioning to the crowd or getting a chant going. He is always going to find a way to get himself involved and be interesting. And you draw your eye is always drawn to MJF whenever he's in a match, whether it's a tag match or singles match. I'm gonna go ahead and even say that um Dax Hart. All four of those men were like that. No matter who was in the ring, who was on the outside, everyone was telling a story and everyone had their part to play. In this match in particular, I felt like Cash Wheeler was really, Dax is my brother and my brother is my keeper. Dax was so mad at MJF. MJF was in his veins, under his skin. Mm -hmm. And like you said, the... <laughs> The Yambag City Shuffle was the underlying story on top of the clothesline, on top of the will they coexist, on top of the Dax, are you going to just beat up MJ? There were so many layers to this, and this match was great. And I am very critical of MJF because in the beginning, I was like, yeah. And for me, sometimes he lulls. But this match, I give him his flowers. He played every part he needed to play, even at the end with the crying, like, I lost this. This such good S word to quote one old man, such good S word. Yeah. The, the ending of the match was spectacular. And like, it, it's like they not a this matchup has only been building for the last few weeks and they've done it in a masterful way. But if you look at MJF's, he is the AEW world champion because he's always been about himself. He has always done whatever, whether it's nefarious, there is no depth that this man is not willing to sink to to come out on top. Yeah. And the one time, the one time in his entire career, he decides to be selfless and save Adam Cole. He loses the match for it. And it's like at the end, I couldn't tell whether or not he would. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. But the question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful.
It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com slash Fightful. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Is genuinely upset at himself that they lost the match or that he blew the match or the fashion in which that he blew the match. You know what I'm talking about? Because he did what he never does. And Iridium, it just blew up in his face tonight. Isn't that so sad? I have never seen MJF do anything like this in his entire career. And here we are, him paired up with Adam Kobebe, and he just pushed him out of the way. I thought I was watching a movie. I'm like, oh, my God, no. And he's really taken a bullet for him. It was insane. And for him to really play into it at the end, crying in the corner, the shots of the crowd devastated. I was Mm -hmm. also devastated because I really thought, you know, at some moments that FTR was going to lose the chat, the titles um, because it was so close at so many times. I, I was really in shock that, you know, they were still cutting to the corner where Adam was just there and he's like, oh man, he's going to do it. Like, I just know he's going to do it. And Max was holding the title. Max was like, all right, you know, I got it. And then he, even then he was like, no, not now. And I'm like, oh, I was played, played. And then there was still like 60 seconds after that, uh, Brent Lockman sending in a super chat saying they lingered on that final shot so long. I was starting to have Gargano Champa PTSD. Not that. And, and I'm with you, like 100%. Like, I am locked on this screen. I was a few minutes behind because my uh, dog was screaming at me that he needed to go out. So I hit pause on the show. So I was like five minutes behind. Uh, and I'm so, I knew, I'm like, good thing we start at 10 10. So I'm just sitting here and watching and waiting. I'm like, all right, it's 10 06. I need to get in the room. Are you all going to do something? Like, who's hitting who? And nobody hit anybody. And I'm sitting here and I'm going, oh, my God, they made the right decision. They made the right decision, Cresta, because if they had busted up this team tonight, I would have been pissed. I would have been pissed because these two are gold together. They are money together. And I don't know if they had plans for them to be together past tonight. But if they didn't and they changed their minds to keep them together, they made the right call. I don't know what the end game is with these two. But elongating their partnership is absolutely the right call to make here. I will say this. I was not as mad as MJF losing after doing the right thing, Mm -hmm. largely because that's his comeuppance and that's his recompense. (laughs) Everybody got to pay for every time you cheated, every time you cheated. The one time you do the right thing, you get got. Sorry, that's what you deserve. However, I did expect FTR to win. I did not expect them to stay together. And that's what has me intrigued. I am more keen to this now because I'm like, all right, FTR is going to beat them. Absolutely. And then they're going to break up. But when they did, I was like, hmm. Okay. This gives them a lot more time. If they, like you said, if they want to elongate and stretch out this promo, I mean, pro, uh, partnership, program, yeah. partnership, whatever. I love that. I don't hate it. 
and like you said, uh, everybody loves them. They remind me of when the acclaimed were very, very, very over, and everybody loved the acclaimed. Everyone loves Adam Cole, MJF, baby. And paper money makes sense. Booking-wise, if you were looking for these guys to have something to do, especially with CM Punk saying, listen, bucko, I don't know where you got that counterfeit title from, maybe Canal Street in Manhattan, but this is the real thing. Now at least MJF has a companion. He has a friend, allegedly. I still think Adam Cole about to give him the old undisputed <laughs> era treatment with MJF sleep a little bit too hard. Ah, I'm had him on sunrise in his sleep. So I like it. I can't wait to see how this turns out. And you know what? I feel like there was a lot of things that played into this because the match ended. There was still two minutes to go. We had CM Punk earlier in the show bring out the title, which I know we'll talk about that. But I was like, okay, now maybe CM Punk can get involved. You know, Roderick Strong, even though he's injured, he's been talking to Adam Cole for weeks about like, you can't trust this guy, you know, what's happening. So I'm like, okay, there's literally so many things that could happen if, you know, nobody interfered during the match. We still have two minutes. There's a lot that could happen. And they didn't, you know, break them up, which I think is a smart decision on their part. They are a money-making tag team. You can sell the merch, sell them as a team, and they are doing so well. I just wonder now, how long are they going to be together? Now we're more intrigued as they, you know, stay a tag team. Like, how long are they going to be friends for or frenemies? Who knows? Yeah, and look, the longer that these two are together with one another, it makes you wonder how much longer until we get a challenger for the AEW World Championship. So how how much longer does the, the main championship, championship? Who's the champion? Exactly. Yeah. Maybe that's why they're bringing out CM Punk and, and doing it that way, because they got plans to keep MJF with Adam Cole instead of those two fighting over the belt, which seemed to be the direction they were. They gave us that big tease where Adam picked up the belt and he looked at it for just a little too long for MJF's liking and MJF rips it out of him. But tonight we see Adam Cole immediately grab it and, and put it in the, the arms of MJF with teardrops falling on it saying, you are the AEW world champion. You, you are, remember who you are basically pulling the, the Mufasa. Remember, remember who you are, Max, right? That's what we got out of MJF tonight. So it's going to be interesting to see how long this continues to run and where they go from here. Uh, sooner or later, though, you would like to see Max defend uh, the title and have a title program. Agreed. Yeah. Uh, I even see it in chat that I was surprised that Max took the pin. Nothing against Adam Cole. I thought for sure Adam Cole was going to be the one to lay down his life upon the sword. So seeing MJF take the pin is quite interesting as well. Yeah, and look, and again, how they did it was beautiful. It was poetic. For the first time in his life, he wasn't thinking about himself, and it cost him. Yeah. It, co it cost them, but it also, it cost mm -hmm. me. He, this match was built around him and Dax and their heated exchange. When those two got started pushing each other and smacking each other, I'm like, oh, here we go. These two, I don't know how they feel about each other backstage, but clearly out here. I believed hey, it. Hey, <laughs> hey, I believed it. I'm like, these these MFers hate each other. Like, <laughs> let's go. And he, he got pinned by Dax. Like, it yeah. was, you can't book a match better than they booked this one tonight. Uh -huh. Yeah. Uh, Orlando uh, Orego says, uh, did anybody else get a little bit teary-eyed at the end of the show? Happy that they are still a team uh, for another month or so. Hashtag better than you, Bay Bay. Um, he's saying another month or so. I, I don't know how long it's going to keep going, but if they keep selling shirts and they keep getting simple stuff over, they'll keep them together as long as possible. I did not get teary-eyed just because I was so locked in, like waiting for something to happen, and then it didn't happen. 
Yeah. Uh, Brent Lockman saying, uh, foolish MJF, only now you see that evil will always triumph over good because good is dumb. Uh, I appreciate the Spaceballs <laughs> reference there. Thank you very much for that. I uh, have a saying for that. Win if you can, lose if you must, but always cheat. And if you cheat, if you didn't cheat and you lost, you only cheated yourself. Mm. What's going to be interesting is if the next time these guys tag together, does MJF have a little bit of trepidation if the mm-hmm. same spot comes up again? Or does he pull the trigger again? And guess what? It costs him again, and it bites him in the ass, and he loses again. Max Ooh, don't like to lose. Max don't like to lose. And if he keeps losing because all of a sudden Adam Co- – and he starts viewing Adam as the weak link, like mm-hmm. I'm losing because I care about you, oh, yeah. he will drop Adam Cole in a heartbeat. Uh, Shot Kid 2-9 saying the ending of the main event and that post-match with Cole and MJF was peak. And he says this with all caps, cinema, don't tell Reg, he says in uh, parentheses. So. Ain't nothing wrong with wrestling. Listen, it, I, I'm tired of people using that as an insult. If it is such good shit, it's such good shit. Yeah. So who cares? Who cares? It's, it's art. It's art. Mm-hmm. Look it up. <laughs> I mean, before the, I mean, before cinema took off, I always called it theater. Like that was me, anyway. That exactly. was that was my line. Yeah. yeah. Hey, we saw a skull on on Raw this week. You, you know. We saw anyway. we saw a skull mask tonight. Come on mm-hmm. now. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> uh, one LT photo says this is the A show, people. The A show. Uh, yes, boy! Exclamation point. Which wrestlers do you all think need new themes, and which are some of your all favorite wrestlers? Uh, themes. I'll tell you what. One thing that caught that has caught on quickly with me is the Bullet Club Gold theme that we heard tonight. That is a low key banger. I don't typically like the slow methodical stuff. I'm more of an up tempo guy, but that one just hits uh, for me. Um, I mean, I still think Hangman Adam Pages is the best one in wrestling, personally. Oh. Um, there's something about Wild Thing that just works with with John Moxley. I, I like commercialized music. I really, really do. Um, an underrated banger that I wish would come back was Xavier Woods' music when he was uh, King Woods. I thought that was a that was a banger. Any uh, any others, ladies, that uh, pops out to you as a as a favorite or AEW, WWE, or otherwise? Oh man, I love hearing Willow's theme. I think it's just mm-hmm. so high tempo. It's like ready to go. Like you want to get up and dance. You're like, okay, I'm here for it. Party time. Same thing with Ricky's. It's just like, it suits him. Um, something that I do wish they would change is uh, Takeshita when he comes out. It's like, come on guys. I need a, I need a that menacing kick. music. Yes. I'm like, come on. Like I get it. It's Don Callis, but like, man, you gotta switch it up here. Do something. A little pizzazz. Uh, right now, my favorites Judas, I always sing it. Um, Cody Rhodes, because I always butcher the the lyrics, and I think everyone does it at this point. I am going to petition this till the day I die. They need to change Eddie Kingston's music to DMX. Y'all be eating long enough now. Stop (laughs) being greedy. Come on. Come on now. If DMX and Eddie Kingston are not synonymous, both from Yonkers, this is a missed opportunity i will petition this till the day i die change even if you change eddie kingston's music i will accept the rough riders anthem but it really should be because it, it's really like kind of like his music in the beginning that that gospel did and then he just starts rapping if you don't change eddie you got everybody else's music license you can't get dmx or eddie kingston 
this is betrayal of the highest order. And that is my time. No further questions. Uh, Orlando Orego uh, uh, chiming back in on FTR and uh, Adam Cole and MJF. Do you guys think MJF is going to be a baby face now? Uh, we expect him to turn on Adam Cole, but what if they flip it and Cole is the heel? They have been te- they have been teasing us, ladies, with an MJF babyface turn like all the way back to last year at All Out. I remember the, the I remember being at the press conference, right? The post press scrum, the infamous post press scrum at this point, uh, probably around the time that that CM Punk and the Elite were getting into it. I remember. Chris Jericho being on the podium talking about MJF and him being a game changing babyface, And we never really got it. The guy, look, here's the thing about MJF. He's so damn good. He can be your top baby face or your top heel in the same damn night. Mm-hmm. Like literally that's it. Like to just depend on just which one do you want him to be that particular week? And he'll find a way to flip the script. He can be the most hated man one second and the most, all he's got to do is turn on that, that schmarmy fake act. Good guy that we saw with Adam Cole in the beginning. And you're like, God damn it. I love this guy. Like, how could I hate him? But then he's a dick like 24 seven. And it's like, I also hate him. So I don't know. Pick one. <laughs> the guy's so damn good. But this is Adam Cole's kind of first foray into being a baby face. Um, I, I, I don't know. I don't know which way you go. And maybe Tony hasn't made up his mind yet, which is why he's he's keeping them together. And I don't think that Tony needs to make up his mind. I think that people like MJF as a heel. People will like MJF also if he's a baby face. Um, but we did we have seen bits and pieces of him being good, you know, now and then. But I think, you know, someone who can stay heel and also simultaneously be a face is MJF. I feel like they had this with Britt Baker, too. When they turned her heel, people were still cheering Mm -hmm. for her. It's happened with people like Becky Lynch. When she was a heel, that's when she was the most over. That's when people loved her the most. Um, And I think, you know, that's probably what will happen with MJF. But I don't think they need to turn him heel or baby face. I feel like you just let MJF be MJF. He will do him no matter what. I, I think agree we, with that. Yeah, I was gonna say. I think we, as analysts and as and as fans, and you know, we we get so bogged down on, oh well, this person's supposed to be a babyface or this person's supposed to be a heel. I, I I feel like we do it with Charlotte the most. Like you can't you can't make her a face. Be like, no, she's not either. She's just Charlotte. Charlotte. She's just she's always going to be Charlotte at this point. Just let her freaking be Charlotte, right? Exactly. So, same thing with Ronda Rousey. She's just going to go out there and be Ronda Rousey. If you want to cheer for her, great. If you don't, who cares? Same um, thing with Seth Rollins. You be after going to SmackDown Live and seeing people really sing his song for three minutes, I could see why you think he's annoying. But no matter how heel you turn him, mm-hmm. guess who's still singing his song during the match? We are. If you're over, you're over. Adam Cole, not Adam Cole, MJF. I think even if he's a baby face that will you turn or won't you turn is still enough intrigue to make people be like, he's so good. I hate it. He's so yeah. good. He's so good. Yeah. The man's like when he started busting a move in the middle of the ring. In the, in the, Please. I'm like, why are you good at everything? He can sing. He can dance. He can act. He can wrestle. I mean, we, we throw this multi-generational talent right like yeah that's what he is he is he's an all-time talent 
Jesus. Yeah, I agree with you. He he really is. And he's so entertaining. It's just so hard to boo him because you're like, okay, I can boo you for five seconds, but man, you are just so good. Or you'll say something funny and I want to boo you. I'm like, but if I laugh, I'm a hypocrite. <laughs> damn it, man. You got me. Got me. Uh, Jordan McClure chiming in saying Eddie Kingston's theme should always be mob deep shook ones part two. Can somebody explain to me what that is? I can't think of it off the top of my head, but again, DMX is from Yonkers. Eddie Kingston is from Yonkers. Mm. Stop it. It's dark and hell is hot that we can, we can just put that whole album. That if you, if you guys want to put like 1980s action movie references in there, I'll get them. But, uh, there, there are some things that are just going to go. <laughs> Right over my head. He said police academy or bust. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Brent Lockman saying, am I a terrible person for not wanting Kevin Kelly to come back? Ian is just a completely different energy and he and Nigel are perfect. Look, I don't honestly, Ian's great. Like th there's nothing wrong with appreciating Ian for what he, he brings to the table. These last, you know, three weeks that he's been on the desk have been really, really strong. He's now, now he's saying Andrade's name correctly. So like, there's Yo! nothing else I can, there's Isn't nothing else I can net, I can nitpick about him. Like that was the one thing I'm like, can you just say Idolo? Say Idolo one time for me, please. Uh, and now he's, he's good. He's, uh, <laughs> he's, he's cooking. I do like Ian and, um, and Nigel together though. I yeah. don't, yeah, they, they are person booth. so good. JR supposed to be on this on this on this desk too. Honestly, we don't need JR. We don't need him. I you know, I think these two can hold it down on their own. I we had no pronunciation problems, which Ian was getting flack for on Twitter. People were calling him out. Andrade addressed him and he's like, "Don't worry. You know, I'm I'm so sorry. Dash is helping me out." So we are all good. We're all good with uh, with Ian now. And I think these two work so well together. Just on that Ricky entrance alone when he was like, all right, guys, I'm going to come back out. They <laughs> pretended like this was the first <laughs> time they that Ricky was did. out here. They were like, oh, my God, it's Ricky Stark. When, Fools. when Fools. Nigel lost his stuff, <laughs> Ricky re-entrance, I laughed my ass off. I'm not going to lie. I don't, I don't hate the idea of a three-person booth. Only because I think about poor Excalibur who will say 50 words in 30 seconds and have no breath. Yeah. Uh, Nigel McGuinness and um, Ian Rickabone. Ian Rickabone. Bone Zone. What did he say tonight that had me rolling? He said, I'm talking. Because Nigel McGuinness said, I'm going to talk to your wife about the Ian Rickabone Zone because I'm not saying that. <laughs> but I think a three-person booth could work. I'm always thinking of someone like Taz who you ask Taz a question. Taz like, listen, I'm just here to be pretty, please. <laughs> So I, I don't hate it, but I think now, like uh, like Rick said, now that um, Andrade's name is a kick in the commentary's boots ass, you know, it's <laughs> we got it's some wiggle sailing. room. It's smooth sailing from here. We, any complicated names, Ian got us. <laughs> and it, look, it was reported just a few weeks ago that, you know, Ian has been signed to a full-time deal with AEW and, hey, and Ring of Honor, and he's going to be mixed in. You know, we're, we're going to see plenty of Ian. Uh, so we'll see how Kevin Kelly does when he comes back. You know, I know there was some there were some growing pains with him and, and Nigel together, whereas it just seems like that chemistry is already there with with Nigel and Ian and they just work so well together. So uh, if and when Kenny does come back, we'll you know, we'll compare and contrast and we can revisit the topic.
at a later date. Let's dive into our first matchup tonight. Ladies, coming out of the gate hot and heavy. Buddy Matthews against Andrade. This uh, this ladder match, a really, really hard-hitting ladder match with the uh, mask on the line here. And We had Julia Hart on the outside, and she would play a major role um, I, I later on in the match. I did love the, the opening sequence here. These two dudes are just chucking, like, literally, Andrade just, like, or no, it was Buddy who just chucked the mat out, just chucked the ladder midair and just smashed Andrade right in the face after Andrade had already slung him onto a ladder. And as soon as Buddy, like, chucked it and he sets up one ladder, like, one armed, he goes to the outside and then they have the medical professional at ringside pop his shoulder back into place, lethal weapon style um, during, during picture in picture. And I'm sitting here, I'm going, was that legit? Was that not legit? And I'm like, eh, it's the left arm. It was probably not legit, but it was still a nice little spot there. Uh, and he he favored it for most of the match because if he really did dislocate that and they just popped it back in and he just went on with the rest of the match like it was no big deal, props to that guy because he is, <laughs> he is um, he's one tough SOB. They they did a great dance around in this match uh, with the the ladder bridge, like eighteen different times. You thought somebody was going to go through that thing, and then they fooled you right down to the last second because Andrade comes through with the spear, but he ends up getting countered and DDT'd, and he landed right on that damn step, like right on that freaking step. You could not have put that better. That sunset flip power bomb into the ladder uh, got uh, got a holy shit chant and a this is awesome chant off of that. And then things got goofy here. Uh, Andrade ends up getting handcuffed to the bottom rope because Julia Hart brings out the long handcuffs, right? And then she's got the key, and she's dangling the key in front of his face like a taunting, like, this one's over. And instead of Buddy just climbing the ladder because Andrade's handcuffed, he decides to get a chair and because he wants to, you know, take his pound of flesh. He, Andrade kicks the chair in his face. Somehow the key ends up in Andrade's hand. He unlocks the key, then he locks Buddy Matthews in the, the handcuffs, and then Julia pulls out bolt cutters, and she's trying to get the bolt cutters out. Like, I've, I've pulled out bolt cutters on rusty bolts before, okay? And I have broken bolt cutters. Those are not, uh, those are not a guarantee, okay? So I love the fact that they had a backup plan because they knew stupid shit might go down, but she couldn't get the dang bolt cutters on there. So she runs up and jumps on Andrade's back as he's climbing up the ladder while buddy tries to get reverse style, get the bolt cutters to snap the, the handcuffs. Finally, that happens. He gets up there. Ultimately, they both end up going through a table cresta and Andrade grabs the mask and wins. And then we quickly go backstage. Cause I guess maybe that match ran over a little bit, but there was uh, not a lot of celebratory time on television for Andrade. Regardless, this match was nuts. It was hard hitting. There was some great high spots, a little bit of some bullshit at the end there, but ultimately uh, this was one that I, I greatly enjoyed. So if stiff was a drink, this is your shot of moonshine. This started off from, like you said, from the moment the match started with him throwing the ladder, the, there was a time where Andrade speared buddy through the second rope on the ladder and it was just like a boop boop it was gross it was gross and mm -hmm. julia hart girl i respect you not only did you climb up that sweaty did you stay on that sweaty man's back because andrade at that point had wrestled for 15 minutes you stayed on his back and you took that bump like a champion julia hart did that <laughs> however if i'm buddy matthews at this point 
I'm sick of it. I've had it. But also, leave Andrade alone. I don't even think this match should have happened because y'all stole his mask. Well, I got to fight you for my mask back. But that's a different story for another time. This match was fantastic and a great way to start off um, Collision. And to me, it set the tone because this being up here, the rest of Collision was also up here. Erdian, yeah. what do you think? I was thinking about that match the rest of collision i thought it was so so good and one of the things that commentary was like addressing is the fact that julia is an official manager um yes. i guess so nobody would say that why is she out here like like people aren't out there always so the fact that they were like she's official i'm like okay well she's official i wasn't gonna say anything for julia yeah. being out there props to J her it's also JP, a ladder match yeah, JP sent in a Humper chat asking about that. He said, when did the manager's license become a thing? Commentary was talking about it with Julia Hart. It's, I don't know if manager's licenses were a thing back in the day. That 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 predates mm -mm. my ass, but like, <laughs> <laughs> just like throw, putting it, creating just any kind of explanation for her to be on the outside of that yeah. is great. It's crazy the fact that, you know, they addressed it this week, you know, so it's something new. Um, but props to her, like you said, Cresta, she held on to Andrade and I saw her trying to hold on to the ladder too. And I'm like, oh my God, this is so scary. What's going to happen? I actually thought he was going to do like a sunset flip onto the table, but he just tossed her and I'm like, okay, that's fine. Buddy was there. He took the hit too. But Julia just causing havoc, wreaking havoc throughout this whole match. She is so fantastic, and the fact that she can wrestle also makes her just mm -hmm. such a great addition to this team. Um, they had some really, really good spots in this uh, match, specifically when um, there was a spear and it was countered with the DDT until the ladder. These guys were so brutal with each other. It was hard to watch, man. There was so many ladders, and I'm like, oh, man. The moment you step on something wrong, anything could happen, and I'm just so worried for these men. But Andrade came out looking dressed to fight like i had this is a whole new fit i said okay now sir you are so ready i am here for it he with the half up half down living i was living. i'm glad you Look. were worried for them meridian because you heard half the crowd saying we want tables no we don't <laughs> it was great and then when the tables came out everyone cheered so yeah fake i'll say this much about andrade he and charlotte are putting in work in that gym i mean that dude like he's always had like big ass broad shoulders but i'm like i'm sometimes i'm watching him and i'm like when did this dude turn into the super shredder like this guy <laughs> is jacked beyond all belief and i'm like there were some parts where, like if he's making buddy look small like what are we doing like and buddy's broad like a v yeah. like he's yeah. really broad he's wide yeah i mean absolutely absolutely ridiculous <laughs> uh andrade doing doing some good work uh anime Otaku 2. Sorry if I mispronounced that. I don't know. <laughs> Julia Hart uh, needs her needs to get her flowers and says get her some ice. Uh, Cam Watson with a super chat. I love House of Black. That sunset that sunset flip powerbomb off the ladder onto the bridge was gnarly. Uh, love you guys, he says. Keep up the great work. Thank you so much, Cam. We Thanks appreciate for tuning that. in, buddy. <laughs> yeah, that sunset flip powerbomb. Krista, that was the spot you were talking about because the ladder was on the rope. And then everything just bounced up at, at uh -huh. one time. And it just, yeah. It, it looked like literally a bug on a windshield. It just fell. It, and it didn't even look like it was like a, it was stiff. If I was there, I would have screamed and say, yo, call the match. Call the match. It's over. He's dead. Call the match. <laughs> there, there's, there's one tiny little critique uh -oh. that I will put in uh, for Julia. Lay in those slaps. 
lay in the slaps. When she's on that ladder with Andrade, and I'm like, it looked like she was holding back just a little. I'm like, did you see him go through that ladder? Just that, do you think you're going to hurt him with, with, with a little Let smack? Me ask like, you a fair and question. to that, okay, no, go ahead, Krista. You slap it too hard. You going to fight Shorter Flair? I'm just asking. I'm just asking. <laughs> I'm just asking. So I'm just asking. I don't want to get chest slapped by Charlotte Flair. Ain't no, ain't no way. Ain't no that's way. the only thing. I'm like, I would like to see it just laid in a little bit more. She looked a little too tepid on those for me. Just for me, personal preference. Huh. Like, let them lay them in. Lay them in. Get it going. I, I get that. But also, she was on top of a ladder. There's that. So there's there's that. also Fair. that inside Fair. of ring. So I can't say that I would have been... Oh, okay. I, if I was to do that, which I oh. could never, like, my, I also would not be hitting. Like, besides the bat, besides the part that I I fucked up my back in the last match that I ever did, there's a reason I'm sitting in this chair and not climbing a ladder. That's true. I'm climbing the ladder to success, not the ladder. <laughs> so the I only ladder. <laughs> if success is at the top of the ladder, I I got a long ass way to climb. Um. So we quickly cut from the end of this match and we go backstage and it's Miro and he is talking with Tony Schiavone and Schiavone is going to ask asking him the question that we all are kind of wanting the answer to. And the fact that he cut this promo saying the battle that we've all been waiting for is coming and we're still waiting for it. And before he can even get the question done, all of a sudden we get Aaron Solo who comes out there and attacks him with a steel chair and then Miro attacks him back. He gets the chair back and he hits him. And and he's he basically beckons Tony to come back over, but then he doesn't. And then it was seen. It was over. That 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 that's all we saw. This one, I don't know. This this thing, did I miss something from last week? Because I saw bits and pieces last week. Did this just come out of nowhere? It's giving. I hope this turns out like Wheeler Yuta for you. Because if not, you're gonna get beat up, Aaron Solo. I. I hope you are turning it to, because remember, Willie Yuta at first was doing some wild stuff, like, yo, why you doing that? You two going to get beat up. And then he started beating people up. Maybe Aaron Solo's getting serious. But if not, yikes, Miro's going to beat you up. <laughs> well, Cresta, I'm with you on that. I mean, I hope so. I hope that Aaron's getting built up because Miro was cutting his promo. And then I'm like, oh. Aaron Solo? That's who you were building up to? To fight Miro? I'm like, I don't think that's going to work out. I don't think, I don't think that's going to do it at all. I'm, I'm not um, going to lie. Like, the first thing I saw when he came on the screen, I'm like, who the F is that? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Like, I barely saw him first time. And then it's like the camera's moving. Like, wait, my glasses. Let me I'm see. like, hold on. Who, who, what is even happening right now? Where am I? What did I miss from last week's show? Because I thought I saw the bulk of it. So this, this was just playing new tonight we have no idea these two have not interacted i i was thinking i'm like all right well maybe you're building to it maybe at least qt marshall if not then it's got to be hobbs because who else yeah. would be that big for miro it's i not would say aaron, hobbs Solo. too. aaron solo's listen in another life miro is zangief and he's about to break aaron solo so it's gotta be hobbs because even qt marshall who's a big dude as well mm -hmm. i don't think i yeah. i don't think <laughs> mm -mm. So we continue to play the waiting game and the guessing game uh, when it comes to Miro and his time on collision. Uh, Darby Allen at the top of the show says uh, things are not going well for him uh, right now. Uh, we saw the what happened after he put over his his good friend and his mentor, A.R. Fox, all around good guy A.R. Fox on Dynamite. And then by the end of the show, uh, A.R. Fox is aligning himself with Swerve Strickland. Uh, so Darby Allen was pissed off. He wanted to fight and who boy, did he get one? He came down to the ring. 
and his opponent was Minoru Suzuki. Suzuki comes down to get some big pop. Before he can finish his entrance, though, Darby is right into it. He he jumps him, kicks him down to the outside. He attacks him before the bell even rings. He gets him back in the ring. Bell rings. He tries to get a quick three count. And then from there on, it was all kind of mind games at this point, right? Like Suzuki is trying to bait Darby into going punch for punch with him. And for a while there, it was working. Um, and it was not working to Darby's favor. It was like a fly versus a fly swatter in a lot of these situations where he would throw down like his, his little meager chop and then Suzuki would hit him with one and he would just crumble down to the ground. And then he's like sitting there taking off of his, like, maybe it's my, maybe it's my wrist tape. Let me take this off my hand. I'm gonna smack you. Nope, that didn't work. Boom. And then he gets chopped down. Finally, though, he realizes he's not going to win a battle of brute strength with this guy. So when Suzuki puts his hands behind his back, Darby's like, screw this. Smack, smack, push, give you a drop kick. I'll throw you into the corner. I'm going to try to beat you with my speed. Runs up to the top rope to deliver the coffin drop, but gets caught in the uh, sleeper hold. And then we get one of my all-time least favorite finishes of the, well, I'm just going to roll up and you're going to get pinned while you have the choke hold in. Somehow, someway, I don't know if it was the camera angle, the way that Darby had the pin cinched in. For some reason, it wasn't as egregious for me tonight. Like, anytime Shayna Baszler ever loses a match like this, I'm pissed off because I'm like, it just seems like she should have just let go and this match should still keep going. But for some Rick, reason tonight... Get out of my head, Charles. I don't what? know where you got that from because I think the same thing every time. Like, I still think back to the finish of WrestleMania 36, and I just go, the fuck was that? Uh, but anyway, so, but anywho, I digress, right? For some reason, somehow, some way, I don't know what it was. Usually, I hate this finish. Tonight, it worked for me. I don't know why. I don't know if it was how these two were set up, if it was the camera angle, the timing of everything. Tonight, it just worked for me. I don't know why. I can't explain it. Krista, what did you think? I mean this with the utmost respect. Darby Allen is a D&D player with high health, no armor class, and decided to roll Barbarian anyway. He <laughs> jumped out of that ring, hit him the first time, ran back in, and then completely missed and crumpled. When Minoru Suzuki hit him twice, he should have scrambled like an egg because he got folded like an omelet. He hit him that first time, and <laughs> I could hear the ew, ew, ew sound come out of him. I was like, Jesus Christ. Minoru Suzuki, I mean, I get it. If I was Darby Allen, I would try to end it early, too. You had that man sitting up. You dove off. You tried to hit him with the coffin dropper. I get it. Because I don't want to fight murder grandpa who's going to slap my chest off. I feel like the pin... I don't know. I feel like Darby could have lost this, but also like Minoru Suzuki like that. So it's, it wasn't offensive. It was a good match. But it does... I agree with you with that. I'm choking you. I roll my legs over. How do you not feel your shoulders on the mat? But... How do you he not hear out. the three count going? Like you're basically like you're basically gambling. Like, yeah, I'm gonna make this guy tap out within three seconds, right? Like that's that's the gamble at this point. It's like, oh, he didn't, and I lost. Well, that was dumb of, of my like I think that's just one of those things for me. Like, do, I just do, take do, it in. Do, but tonight, do. I don't know why, Iridian, it, it worked for me. Yeah, you know what? I didn't mind that that ending of Darby winning, but I am with you guys on like man on a submission move like that like there's you have to feel your shoulders on the floor there's just no way and darby allen came out starting this match 
he was like, I'm not going to get God. I am going out there before <laughs> yeah. the bell rings. I'm going to cause damage, even though this man was taped up already. Like, I'm like, Darby, please, sir. There's no way you're going to fight this man. And you are really, really injured right now. And he went out there like he wasn't even hurting. This guy will go the mile before he really does. I guess before he really thinks about it, because he will just do. Um, Darby is just crazy to watch because you're just like, oh, man what's going to happen. It's going to be insane. I feel bad for him because he must be in so much pain all the time. <laughs> oh, there's no question. High there's health, no, no armor class, none mm. whatsoever. It's like, bro, you cannot be a barbarian. He's like, but what if I just throw myself at them? Mm. You can't even wield a weapon, bro. What are you doing? <laughs> but he'd be winning. So you can't be mad at the results. I mean, you can't be mad at the results. <laughs> Comparatively speaking, right? Because there are some dudes who look small on television and then you see him in person. And then they're way bigger than you ever could have imagined, right? Um, but compared to like these monsters, like we talked about Andrade and, and Buddy Matthews, they do look smaller on television. Um, the dude looks small on TV, but my God, he hits like a freaking two ton truck. Like he just goes so fast. And it's just like an atom bomb uh, upon the collision. Like he does some damage. So there's no doubt in my mind, as hard as he hits. That's a small body. Ain't a lot of meat on that body. All right. Not a lot of shock absorption there. Okay. His bones hurt. Okay. I guarantee you his bones hurt all the damn time. All the damn time. I uh, got a, got one super chat going back to uh, Aaron Solo and uh, Miro. Uh, Albert uh, Ponce asking, is this leading to Miro versus Hobbs? And then our, our good buddy Drew, who is monitoring the chat tonight, uh, chimed in, says last week Miro did face uh, Nick Camarado, part of QT Marshall's group with Solo. So that could be the reason why Aaron uh, was getting involved there. So that does make some sense potentially there. So, yeah, maybe Q QT and Hobbs, they haven't really kind of had that falling out yet. They had that disagreement. So maybe ultimately that's where this might be leading to. But at the end of the day, again, we're we're, we're still playing uh, guessing games. But uh, Drew chiming in there uh, with the connection, that's hey. That's great. That gets me a lot further than uh, than I thought. One other thing that I loved about uh, the Darby Allen and Minoru Suzuki uh, spot, though, if you missed it in picture in picture, I love that they showed us back to it uh, when we came back. Dude ripping off Darby Allen's bandages and then strangling him with him. Just... Bro, that's the second time, Darby. You need to stay away from them. Because didn't Brody King do the same thing to him with chains? Yeah, but there's just something more sinister about ripping off your bandages that are supposed to be there to help you. <laughs> to help you get through the match and he's like nah bro you made a mistake and i'll show you why <laughs> Poor darby but, Allen. Cresta, you said earlier that darby could have lost this one he needed to win it because we needed to get christian cage to appear on screen afterwards him and his smarmy little turtleneck there throwing that tnt championship over his shoulder basically saying that darby is too distracted right now because he's too busy worried about ar fox and Swerve Strickland to to really be focusing on the TNT championship. But then he had to put in that extra dig, basically saying that because the TNT title is now on his shoulder, even though it's Luchasaurus's, that it's now been elevated to a higher class than when Darby Allen held the TNT title. And he's no longer worthy of challenging Iridian for that that TNT championship. Yeah. I love Christian. I, I love Christian so much. He's such he's he's like the perfect heel for me. 
he is so hilarious. And the fact that he told Darby Allen that he needed to go to back to Hot Topic or wherever he came from, I was like, please, not Hot Topic. There's so many not other places. <laughs> oh, my God. He's he's just so good. And Christian, the the ego that he has right now by um, I think commentary said it. They were like, you can hold it, but you're you don't possess the title, which I'm like, oh, yeah, that that's solid. And Christian is just this is not going to go well for him. I just know Luchasaurus is going to get tired of it. I don't know how long this is going to go for, but Luchasaurus is going to get tired and be like, bro. That's my belt. I won. You didn't even do anything. You just wear the turtleneck and you go out there, but I'm the champ. I mean, he had one little slip up in his promo. He said, my T TNT championship. And then he stopped and he said, excuse me, our, our TNT championship. But the whole time, like anytime they look back at Luchasaurus, Cresta, he's just sitting there like, <sighs> like just nodding and, and breathing heavily in, in agreement. Like he, Right now, it doesn't seem like he gives an F. Like he won. It's like he won that belt for Christian. Like at this point, I have said this on a couple of post shows before, and I'll say it again: Luchasaurus is a dinosaur, and dinosaurs have very tiny brains. I don't even know if he knows what's going on. He has been alive for sixty-five million years, so he might be a little disoriented. He might be confused. Uh, but when he does wake up from his rage. Christian Cage is going to get that turtleneck ripped off him. <laughs> and I can't wait. I can't wait. Because Christian Cage is being insufferable right now. And it's such good shit. But when Luchasaurus is like, wait a minute. I'm the champion. Lucha smash. Oh, I can't wait. And it should be a squash match. Christian Cage should get oh, ragdolled across that ring. And he should get that turtleneck ripped right off of him. Hulk Hogan style. I, I will pop. I'll pop like a pimple. It'll be great. <laughs> You know what? Has anybody in in this room right now, have you seen that god-awful live-action Super Mario Brothers movie from the late 90s with Bob Hoskins? Oh, and don't you, don't, it's not god-awful, don't you dare. Don't you dare. It, I mean, it's okay. That is good, don't you dare. I mean, okay. But you, you've seen it, right, Cresta? Yes, you've I seen have. it? Okay. You know what Luchasaurus reminds me of? He reminds me of the Goombas in that movie when he devolves them. And, no. then <laughs> and they just walk around. Just all happy and just like, yeah, I'll do whatever. Like the civil servants or King Koopa. Luchasaurus Koopa. is literally the Goombas in the elevator scene, just. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why you do this? Arinian, you have homework this weekend. No, I just Googled it. Thank you guys so much for now this reference. Um, I am going to have nightmares about this now. Thank you. Appreciate it. That movie all was he need, so all he bad, needs. so good. All he needs is now is a... Uh, our harmonica placed like over his no over. stop it rick don't. we apologize to all um dinosaurs and triceratopsis we do not hold these views at fight for all dinosaurs are valid <laughs> i love luchasaurus too though luchasaurus is my boy but yeah just the way he acts when he's around christian it's that he's civil servant you know devolved goomba from that bad terrible super mario brothers movie Oh, so bad. It's good. Anyway, Samoa Joe <laughs> made the most of his minutes tonight. Uh, he was out there for about, what was it? Did this match even go five minutes? No, it was like know. two minutes. Yeah, it was like two minutes. It Ridiculous was a really, what it was. <laughs> it was a quick match, but it was a fun match. We got, we got Samoa Joe the clown this week. And that is really fitting 
considering the twisted metal drop this week on Peacock and, and he plays sweet tooth and Oh my God, is he so good in that? That show is way better than it has any business being. You want to talk about, I just brought up a bad movie that about a, about a, uh, a video game. This is a good series about a video game. I enjoyed the hell out of this. Samoa Joe is killing it as a uh, sweet tooth. Uh, at least in the physical form, because Will Arnett is uh, dubbing in the voice. But regardless, uh, the guy is absolutely uh, brilliant in that. And he was brilliant in this match tonight. I love like him elevating the the walkaway spot mm-hmm. to doing the, the slow motion moon gravity walk and then just completely demolished uh, gravity and, and beat him. One thing's for sure. I don't think gravity is going to win the, the, the TV title tournament to get his shot at, at Samoa Joe otherwise they probably aren't doing this match tonight but regardless this was fun Samoa Joe was having some fun I had no problem with this being on the show Krista my only complaint and this is based off the strength of uh Kate and Reg shout out to Kate and Reg just on Thursday Gravity and Pack had a barn burner they had such a good match for you to now come to work on Saturday for Samoa Joe to say that here. <laughs> I I kind of felt bad for Gravity. The way Kate and Reg put over that match he had with Pac, like, it was so good because they had all this lore and this, that, and the third. So I was low-key expecting when Pac was, not Pac, when Gravity was doing the Gravity thing that we were going to get something. Samoa Joe said, I'm not them. All right, take this muscle buster and get on. <laughs> it, was a, it was a good match, but I kind of felt bad for Gravity because yeah. going from that to no intro, yikes. Oh, yeah, he did get the, man. He got the jobber treatment tonight. That 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 is a little disrespectful, Iridian. Yeah, this was sad. This was only my second time seeing him. The first match being on Dynamite, which I was like, "Oh my god, that was fantastic!" You know, let's continue to see him. And then the next thing that I wrote was what because it literally <laughs> ended. So yeah. that's a what? <laughs> I was like, "What?" I didn't see anything, so I'm like, "Oh, okay. I guess that was fine." The only memorable memorable thing was that walkaway spot, and that was it. Yeah, it, th- this was all Joe. Like, honestly, this could have been anybody. Like, yeah. he could, this match could have been against anybody. And, like, this is a good showcase for Joe. And he's getting booked as this, you know, big, beefy, uh, not unstoppable monster because we just saw him lose to CM Punk a couple weeks back. But, I mean, still, he is still as dominant and as physically demanding inside the ring as he's ever been. And it's, it's great to see him get these kind of squash style wins. But, yeah, I mean, maybe it's just a, I don't know. You could chalk it up to a, a, a clash of styles. Like maybe he just matches up better in like we saw him on Wednesday, as opposed to going up against a guy like Joe who can just swat him out of the air like a fly and drop him with a muscle buster and it's over. But uh, yeah, it is kind of a, it's a far drop for gravity than what we saw uh, on Wednesday. That's uh, that is for sure. Make sure to get uh, your super chats and your humper chats in guys. Uh, we will answer uh, any questions that you have like, yes, boy saying, what are some of your guys' favorite wrestling taunts to do? The Flair Strut, the Vince Walk, the DX Chop. Uh, not going to lie, I hate love the Garcia hip thrusts. Um, so, like, do you mean, like, for us to do personally? Uh, or, like, just our favorites, period? Um, hmm. I, don't, I don't know. Like, other than, I don't know. Like, do you guys just do any of them randomly in, in, in real life, like in every day? Like, I remember in middle Shawn school. Michael's getting... pose, baby. Oh, okay. Oh. Yep, that's a good one. That'll that'll really test your knees for sure. <laughs> cartilage? What cartilage? 
<laughs> Dude, I bent down in the grocery, not like kneeled down in the catcher position at the grocery store today to get like something off the bottom shelf and both my knees popped. All right. So that's where I'm at in my life. Mm. Uh, the wrist flare start is pretty good. The Jeff Jarrett, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of partial to just the good old fashioned flip the middle finger. Like, especially when you do it with some attitude, right? Like just... Just like the Stone Cold, the Stone Cold yeah, one, yeah. yeah, the Stone Cold one, where the guy's like giving him the business and he's doing all of his his stuff, and he just walks up and he goes, you know, just that's it, that's it. <laughs> F you, let's go, People like that's baby. If if that's one, if you're asking me if what well, that's that's probably the only one that I still do, uh, in in in, in a regular basis. But okay. I did get a, in trouble a lot, uh, in grade school and junior high doing the DX. <laughs> Like, but so did every other kid my age too, right? Like it was everybody. We were we're out of the playground, just you know, doing it to each other. So, um, yeah, I for me personally, just plain and simple, give me the stone cold bird flip. Like, I'm I'm good with that. What about you, Aridian? I have no idea because (laughs) I mean I don't. I mean, out of all of them, I I don't go around doing them. Sometimes the Jeff, the Jeff dance, you have to do it. You can't not do it. Exactly. Um, that's that's an easy go to. I don't know if you guys ever tried the Triple H when he was. Oh, Why do I know God. all of these? All done it, right? Oh, I'd be lying if I said I didn't. You know, do the water bottle spot in my basement like a lot, like a lot, a lot. I'll only do this to other wrestling fans. If you have on any acclaimed apparel, I might go up to you and be like, scissor me, daddy ass. (laughs) But only, only if I see you have some sort of acclaimed wrestling apparel. Because if you go up to a stranger and say that, Mm -mm. I'm probably on a watch list. (laughs) So (laughs) I did that once at TwitchCon. It was funny because this person had an acclaimed shirt. I said, yo, scissor me, daddy ass. And people looked at us as we were yelling, scissor me, daddy ass in the street. So, yeah. (laughs) Okay, moving on. Uh, <laughs> awkward transition time. We had CM Punk come out for uh, his interview with Tony Schiavone. Uh, called Ricky Starks a cheater. Uh, dropped the uh, on straight edge line, right? He, he finally revealed what was in the bag. He pulls out his world championship. He says that uh, his name is on it. His blood is on it. And then he put his mark on it, a big black X spray painted across the center. Fittingly enough, the E was completely blacked out, and the E stands for what? Elite. Uh, So I found that very, very fitting. He throws that shoulder over his, uh, that title over his shoulder, excuse me, and proclaims himself to be the real world champion. And that is when we got Ricky Starks coming out. So let's let's focus on this on a two-part situation here. Uh, Cresto, what did you think of uh, Mr. CM Punk's comments and him declaring himself now as the real world champion in AEW? He was not pussyfooting tonight. <laughs> he was he was on. He, he said, I told you I was not being nice. Ricky starts you beat me, I guess. And actually, I'm the real champion. When he took that out the bag, this was me. What does MJF think about this? MJF got to wrestle tonight. Oh, this is good. You're being a spicy meatball. Bro, <laughs> it was so good. And I know we're getting to the Ricky Starr segment next, 
But I also got to give Ricky Starks his flowers because he kept up with CM Punk. And I feel CM Punk is one of those talkers that you got to wake up pretty early. You got to be Paul Heyman, Stokely Hathaway's Alina Vega ready to talk to him. And when this man said Stevie Wonder could have been my ref and I still would have won, mm. I say, yo, mm. Richard Starks, I like, are you looking for somebody special? Because like, oh my God, that was so funny. <laughs> I lived. It was if I for someone who didn't see CM Punk during the pipe bomb phase, mm-hmm. this is like I I see it. I see the vision, and I want to see what you really like when you're not nice. Because this to me is just like I'm not playing. Let me be mean next week. Oh my god, um, where do I begin? I need to sit up for this because I took my notes. Okay, um. I have been talking smack for weeks about what's in the bag. Santa Claus coming out Christmas in July. He held that bag today and he was like teasing us. Like, am I opening it? Am I closing it? What's happening here? And I tell you when he pulled out that title, I was shook (laughs) because first of all, I didn't think he had that title. I like to till this morning, even before the show started, I'm like, no, he's not the champ. And then he pulls out the title, pulls out, a spray paint can, which now I guess makes him officially part of the outcasts um, because Loser. he's now also with, you know, spray paint. I'm like, oh my God, he is just spray painting the championship. What is happening? And then I go on Twitter. Twitter's a mess. So it's like, oh my God, he's canceling the elite. And I don't know if you guys noticed this in the promo, but he was also like, there's a lot of things happening in AEW. There's a lot of things happening in Collision. So yes. it's like, he made that separation. And I'm like, oh, I know you're just so messy. Like, I know he's messy. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, man, now what's going to happen? I feel like this just put laid the foundation for so many things that could happen. Now that we have two champions. And he's like, I'm the real champion. Nobody beat me for it. And then on top of that, he was talking smack about Ricky Starks. I'm like, oh, no. This was a really, really good promo. Yeah, one hundred percent. And the, I find it interesting though, because you know we had Sean on the top of the show, mm-hmm. said that as of right now, there's no, no plans or no date to to put MJF with CM Punk. So I don't know what the end game is with this. If this if this ultimately isn't, and maybe it is the end goal, but they're just not you know working towards it at the moment. Wait, how long is CM Punk going to care? I mean, it's going to be like, is this going to get to a situation where we're like Chris Jericho begging Goldberg for a match? Like, you know, don't, just going. Don't do that, Rick. Like, <laughs> like how long is it going to be into, uh, that CM Punk is going to come out here and call himself the real world champion until we're expecting MJF, who was on the same show tonight? Like, I was expecting, I was expecting MJF to come out the second that he yeah. pulled out that belt. Yeah. Not if he starts. Yeah. We didn't yeah. get it. Like I'm like okay, is this how you're gonna interject the matches? You're gonna ha- we're gonna start Max and CM Punk here, and then CM Punk might cost Max the match at the end, and that'll they kept them completely separate, and they're not these two aren't on a collision course, pun intended. Yet <laughs> I find that to be very interesting. But Ricky Starks does come out. He does his little troll job where he's like, "Hang on, uh, I'm here, but I'm gonna go back. They're gonna right. play my music. Pretend like you didn't see me." <laughs> so he comes down. And then he cuts a fire promo saying that he's the real champ, Cresta, because not once, but twice he beat CM Punk, right? And then he does the great line where he he drops, you know, Stevie Wonder could have been my referee and I still would have beat you. 
And then he's sitting there saying, yeah, you want to set up a match? Let's do a match. We'll put the real title on the line. I'll beat you again. You want to go get one of your friends? You want to go down the road to, to Stanford and get one of, get somebody there if you have any friends left? That got a great pop from the crowd there. <laughs> and then, like, holding all the cards, CM Punk, just sitting there, almost with a smirk on his face as Ricky is just getting everything off of his chest and, and falling right into his trap. He was holding the nuts the entire time. He had the straight flush. He knew that, that Ricky had nothing in his hand that could beat him. And as Ricky's walking away, he has Tony, Tony Schiavone announce, oh, yeah, hey, by the way, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat is going to be uh, my special guest referee uh, for this matchup. So this is set up. This is going to be happening next week on Collision, I do believe is what I heard. And we're going to get Ricky the Dragon Steamboat as the special guest referee. Uh, so, Krista, your thoughts again, full on on Ricky Stark's promo and then this match that has now been set up. Ricky Starks is a star. He's a star, God damn it! You hear me? He's a star. That promo, so good again. And I agree with everything Ricky Stark said here. You would have cheated me out my boots too, punker. Don't lie. Don't lie. We all know you're good for it, bro. You make problems everywhere you go. So who's really going to be your friend? FTR? Because that's about it. I don't know what the history between CM Punk and Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. I don't know what that history is. So everyone was like, yeah, it's a great pop. But honestly, what does MJF think about this? Like, I don't like this is goopery, gaggery, buffoonery, clownery and cinema and art. And I, I need to know because at some point, MJF, I'm surprised. Again, Ricky Starr's coming out makes sense. But really, MJF, you should have been a third person. Like, I got a match tonight, and this is the malarkey you want to pull. I'm actually the champion. You could be mad and do your whatever promo. But, like, I now I have to know what happened. And also, can we talk about the bars that CM Post? Like, I show up when I'm supposed to be at work. Ooh. You real mad, huh? This was a great promo from mm -hmm. both men. I'm looking, I'm looking forward to next week's match. I don't know what's going to have happen because how are you going to have it for a championship? Is it recognized? Are we doing another FTW? What are we doing here? At some point, MJF got to respond or uh, I'm expecting uh, Tony Khan. Hi, everyone. I've got an announcement for you. We've got a brand new championship. I can't do my eyes are dry, but you get what I'm saying. So. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to have two separate shows, two separate brands and and this show does have its specific set of superstars iridium would it make sense to have another world championship on on this show create another title in in aew and call it a day because tony khan has always kind of said that the tnt championship is his second world title so well then they need to they need to use that one then. There is no need to have duplicate titles. I feel like this is very like WWE with the with the Brand split, LOL. whatever. Yeah, it's like it's the same title. It's the same belt. But this is literally the same title. And I needed somebody backstage with a camera on MJF so we can see in the Jumbotron what his face reaction was to CM Punk pulling this championship out. Like I was super shocked, so I can only imagine MJF was like, oh, man, super stressed about this. He's like, Iridian. and it's going to fight later. Bro, I can see MJF's like, oh, brother, this guy stinks. God. <laughs> I mean, it's very not MJF for him to come out and say something or to have any kind of response. Has he, has, 
have we had any kind of response from MJF since CM Punk has come back? Because he has been taking shots at Max for the weeks. Whole time. Yeah, the, the whole, whole entire time. And there's and... been not one response from, and I know Max has been busy with the his stuff Friendship. with Adam Cole. Friendship, but yeah. <laughs> That's what he's been uh, busy with. He's been busy being friends. So this going back to to Ricky in this uh, this segment, Ricky, great promo stuff. I love Ricky Starks. I think he's fantastic, and it's great that he's getting pushed. I wish he would have came out with the title this week because we've been talking about him winning the tournament. And last week when he came out with the title, ten out of ten. But the fact that they're going to keep addressing ricky starks cheating or not cheating whatever i feel like we need to move past this because everybody cheats and the moment ricky does it then he's crucified for it like come on he really called out punk and was like you would do it you have done it so i just did it first you can't blame me for doing what you would have done and i a thousand percent agree with him i am here for this i just don't know what is going to happen now that we have the elite champion and not the elite champion what is going on maybe we do need tony to come out and you know provide some clarification for us on dynamite well i mean he blacked out the e so i mean is he just the aw or i need to like come out or something you know with the green spray paint too just to accompany it i don't know needs a little pop of color yeah uh I can't stand (laughs) y'all there there is part of me though that would like that like mjf to stay silent for like several more weeks and then tony shivani finally like bring it up to him in a backstage segment and him just go cm punk's back i had no idea <laughs> yeah you know have him not even know i'm not even mad at that because it kind of gives i don't like to draw comparisons i know people hate that but it kind of gives charlotte flair when charlotte flair doesn't want to acknowledge your presence oh you want a title shot oh oh i ugh, i don't do charity work i like i i could see that could totally see that I mean, Max already says he doesn't watch the show. So how is he? How would he know? Right? I've never seen this guy a day in my life. After I beat him up, he went backstage and got into a fight. I've never seen him since. I don't know him. (laughs) Uh, Continue to get your super chats and your uh, humper chats in, guys. Uh, William Birch, sending in a big one, just says, have an amazing night, guys. Hey, you too, William. Thank you so much for the support. Uh, JP sending in a humper chat. That segment with Punk was fire. I think that was the best Ricky has been as well. Uh, Majestic Marie saying, I'm excited for the Punk Starks match. I will be at Collision next week. I appreciate them trying to give us a great show since it is the same night as SummerSlam. That is going to be a very interesting head-to-head. And, you know, that Iridian, that's a gamble that, you know, I think they were willing to take as the fact that WWE has been putting a lot more of their premium live events on Saturday. So they knew they were going to be going head to head on these. They've been coming in, what, about a half million, 600,000 viewers or so for these collisions. Yeah. Next week's it's going to be interesting to see. Yeah. And I think they really waited out of like, all right, how many pay-per-views realistically can WWE have on Saturdays compared to the amount of shows that we would run throughout the year on Saturdays? And I feel like they really thought, okay, we can do this. We'll get our numbers. You know, we can give them that that Saturday, and it's okay because every other Saturday we're on the board. I mean, yeah. But I'm not going to lie to you. I thought SummerSlam was tomorrow. So when you said next week Saturday, I was like, Ah, uh, disgusting. I don't. What are days anymore? 
Why, why are we running shows on Saturday, Federation? You're ruined. Please. No, man, run them please. on Saturday. Run them, on, run them Sunday. on Saturday and burn them until midnight. You know why? Because I don't give a crap because I don't work Sunday morning. Or Friday nights. Also possibility. Friday no, because that's be when great. Impact has their pay-per-views normally. Please. Yeah, they're, <laughs> and they're not going to preempt SmackDown. So, yeah, they're going to put them on Saturdays. Saturday's the day to do it, man. Saturday's Sunday. The Sunday. Sunday. <laughs> do it Sunday. No. Sunday. No. <laughs> I remember staying up until 1.30 in the morning. WrestleMania 35. Yes. Because I wanted to watch Becky win the damn main event. And I had to work at 4 a.m. on Monday. The love, was, the love we have for day. wrestling just really has us all. Wasn't I that the Saturday. last one that they did where WrestleMania was one night? Wasn't that the last one? Because people were like, yo, I did a 12-hour shift at Mania, and this ain't it. This yeah, ain't but, it. That, but that wasn't the reason why they did it. Because the next one was the, was the pandemic. So they made it oh, up yeah. for us by making it a two-night event. And honestly, that was probably the best thing from a wrestling standpoint that came out of the pandemic was yeah. they kept the two-night WrestleMania. Yeah, You're like, oh, wait, this format actually does work. Yeah, yeah don't run 16 matches on one freaking night. And they also oh, said no. we can get twice the money for it because they'll That's show up fact. for two days. And We're I can charge an entire you week out of- It's WrestleMania weekend. Yeah. Hell, they got... They got WrestleMania SmackDown, WrestleMania Night One, WrestleMania Night Two, and the, the Monday Raw after. after WrestleMania. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like this is a no-brainer. You own the entire weekend. <laughs> Good luck putting collision up against that. Mm-hmm. Please, mercy. Come on now. Come on, come on, come on, come on. I work here. I work here. Come on. <laughs> we work here. We work on the cover. Come on. I won't That's be on that weekend. I will, I will be in Philadelphia. I'm telling you that right now. Um, y'all said I'm not coming to work. I don't know what y'all gonna do. <laughs> I will be there. Krista, you you better show up now. I'll, I'll, be, be, the only I'll one be working. Like, I'll be everybody working. Everybody's having a great time on social media. Let's go over the matches. I'll, I'll be working. I'll just be working for another outlet. There's a difference. Like, next week, I'm in Detroit for, for SB Nation and Believe, but Sean will be there for Fightful. So we're going to all have great stuff. So follow us both. You know, so this is what I'm saying. Everybody working like Jeff Jarrett out here. I got Ooh. 80 sources of income. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> Necessity, baby. Uh, Rhea Muhammad saying uh, Stark said in the past that CM uh, said him uh, uh, would say that he is a main event guy. Punk said that Ricky is as talented as Max. MJF plus Ricky equals CM Punk's uh, best rivals on the mic. No lies. Uh, and then he sent in another one. Flair 91, CM Punk 011, and CM Punk 2023 real world champ history. So CM Punk's winning next week, by the way, right? Like, there's no way in hell that he's going to put that big axe gold belt on his on his shoulder, and then Ricky's going to take it from him a week later, right? Like this poor poor poor, poor Ricky is is biting the bullet next week for sure. What, right? There's got to be some influence on on Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Like, what's what's happening? What are we doing? I'm very confused. I did not pop. I was like, oh, okay. I thought it was going to be one of the guys from FTR. Mm-hmm. That was going to be a special guest. <laughs> And when he just announced Ricky, I was like, oh, okay," but I don't think that's really going to factor into anything, because even commentary afterwards, they were like, well, Ricky's just so great. He's good on on, as a ref. He always, you know, calls it down the line. And it's just like, okay, well, then what do we need that information for? Then just keep the regular refs. Uh I mean, I I will only quickly disagree and say that I think Ricky Starks is a better rival to CM Punk on the mic. Because 
twice Ricky Starks and CM Punk have been in a in a mic exchange and CM Punk was like, oh, you can keep that jazz cigarette over there, girl, because you're not going to get me. And sometimes MJF is very formulaic. Insult about your hometown. Insult about you something really personal. I'm going to scream at you. I'm better than you and you know it. There's nothing wrong with that. But at least see it. Nah, not see it. At least uh, Ricky Starks got a little razzle-dazzle on it. Mm-hmm. When he's, again, when he said, my ref could have been Stevie Wonder. I don't think that would have came out of MJF's mouth at all in any lifetime for any reason. And that was funny. This man said, yo, the ref could be looking this way. And I still would have won. <laughs> well, here's what I'll, I'll, and I'll agree with you. Because I don't recall a time where Ricky was doing a, a mic battle and he lost. Facts. Yeah. I can remember CM Punk losing. Or I can remember CM Punk losing. I can remember MJF losing. As a matter Fact. of fact, they, they both beat each other, right? Like one of them came back and then one of them got the other one. So it's like, I I don't, ain't nobody got Ricky yet on the mic. That's a fact. And Ricky beat both of them. Mm-hmm. Facts. All right. My my throat is starting to go here, ladies. Uh, Bullet Club Gold defeats uh, Vikingo, Darius Martin, and Action Andretti. The ass boys getting the dub with the 310 to Yuma on Darius. What did you guys think of this one? The stars go to the Jay White cutout. Yes. Amazing. I was laughing so hard. I'm like, where did this come from? I Because I had turned, I didn't even see Jay White in the ring. And I really, really liked the guns, well, the Bullet Club's entrance. I thought the addition of Juice was really, really nice because he was acting a fool in the back. Anyway, I'm like, okay, I see this. I really like this group. And I think that they are really just gonna take over um i was hoping that we got a little bit of a longer match because i do love uh hijo del vikingo and i thought that oh my god these guys are high flyers we're gonna get a lot of action i just wish it was a little bit longer but other than that i really really liked it what did you guys think yeah i I agree with you sorry no no no. i was just real quick i was gonna say look anytime vikingo is in the ring like um dude's a star like he, he 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 finds a way to do stuff that you've never seen anybody do before and in this day and age that's that's really really hard to do yeah i was gonna say that this match was really good i think putting austin gunn together with juice robinson oh my god that tag team is literally speed incarnate and i'm not i I want to hate it i want to hate it so bad but there is I, there's a chemistry there. I am kind of bummed that this match didn't get more time, but it did exactly what it needed to do, which was get Bullet Club gold over. But I kind of want to see Austin Gunn and uh, Juice Robinson in a traditional tag team for Bullet Club. Oh my god, because they're really good, but they're going. Oh my, they're going to be so annoying, and they're the perfect heel tag team that you'd be like, I hate these guys. Oh my god, I hate these guys. But you could cheer for them because they're really good. Yeah. I'm sorry, your names are ass boys. Y'all got to take that up with Dan House and the devil because nobody's going to not cheer for you for that. I loved him on Twitter tonight. Uh, anytime that ass boys chant gets started, he's like, pay me. <laughs> Human monies. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we did have women's uh, action tonight. 920 on the dot. Surprise, surprise. Uh, <laughs> Kiara Hogan against Mercedes Martinez. I thought this was a pretty good match. It honestly got more time than I thought it was going to get. Uh, I think this whole women's segment lasted about 10 minutes, uh, which was more nice. than, I was, than I was anticipating. Mercedes gets the win with the surfboard dragon sleeper. Uh, she does not let it go. And then we get Chris Statlander, who 
we have not seen enough recently, uh, in my opinion. Uh, I think they've kind of they started her off hot and heavy after she won the TBS championship and then immediately cooled her down for whatever damn reason. So it was nice to see her come out and, and start something, literally anything, because all uh-huh. she's been doing is open challenges so far. Uh, she runs down to make the save, but immediately develops a fast-acting case of dumb babyface syndrome. Why are you going to leave your damn title lane right there for Mercedes to just grab this damn thing, which is exactly what she does. And then she clubs Chris Statlander with it. And then Willow comes down uh, to to run Mercedes off. So now all of a sudden here, we got these four ladies here. We got the TBS title in the picture here. All of the commentary saying, hey, I'd like to see all four of these ladies battle it out for the TBS championship. And we know that, you know, uh, Kiera Hogan has been wrestling more on Ring of Honor, so it's nice to see them incorporate Ring of Honor and get these ladies up here on 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 the main roster. Here, it feels like maybe, maybe, just maybe, fingers crossed here, Iridian, they're starting to build towards something here. I would hope so. You know, them talking about the four women on commentary, I'm like, oh, okay, are we gonna get like a fatal four way? What's gonna happen? Are we all involved in the title picture now? Um, but Mercedes is just such a powerhouse. She's so intimidating. I think of her and I see almost like the the hints of, of Shayna Baszler, of those women who are so strong, so powerful and can really go. And it was nice seeing her against Kiera, who is also really starting to prove herself since leaving uh, Jade and the baddies. So it's nice that we got to see both of them today. But Mercedes, man, just showing off her power. She's just so good. The fact that all the women got involved towards the end, I was just like, oh, okay, well, it's nice to see Willow, and it's nice to see our champion. Now, where are we going? I would hope that, you know, Chris Statlander starts having some championship matches, that we start really showcasing why she is the champion, because we know that she's good. And like you said, Rick, like, they kind of, like, cooled her down, which is really unfortunate because I feel like for a long time, people were like, okay, well, you know, Jade comes out every single week and she wins every match. It's all right. Now we have to live up to that, but you don't see Chris on TV every week. So what are we doing? Which is ridiculous because I talked to Chris and I asked her like, well, what show would you prefer to be on? She was like, put me on literally any of them. She's like, put me on dynamite. Put me on rampage. Put me on click. doesn't matter where you need me. Put me. And all of a sudden it's like, well, we don't need you anywhere. How? Why? Makes no sense. Yeah. So it was nice to see her tonight, Kristen. Yeah, I agree. I think the biggest complaint for everyone, and um, I think it's valid now. It's been it's been almost two years. Book your women's division just a little bit more strongly. I think this is a good start. I just I sometimes hate the trope of I'm gonna run down, like you said, dumb baby face, and you leave your thing there, and you turn around, oh no. Uh, I would like to see Willow in a program that's meaningful. I would like to see Chris Statlander in a program that's meaningful. And also, I said this on Twitter, and I'll say it again. Shout out to Kiara Hogan. If you were dressed like Mermaid Man, I saw the vision, and I lived. I okay. lived. Please. I literally Googled that. I'm like, all right, Mermaid Man, Barnacle Boy. Which one was it? And then I'm like, oh, okay. It's probably Little Mermaid because none of the colors were there. And I'm like, She had oh. the orange, the green on the pants. and yes. The arms were different, but in my mind, it was Mermaid Man. Yes, and I'm like, oh, okay, cosplay, love to see it. <laughs> I mean, everybody does it. Athena's come out at mad, yep. mad times as a Monster Hunter. Mm. I've seen Johnny Gargano as Spider-Man. I've yes, seen so Iron many Man, shows. yep. I'm like, I, to me, that made sense. If it wasn't, I'm sorry. If it was unintentional, you ate that. But also, I like that they gave Kiera Hogan a lot of offense, but I've been seeing her wrestle since Impact for a while, and I feel like she has a lot more to give. Mm-hmm. So if she's going to be in that fatal four-way, I would like her to be in it more than to just eat the pin. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? And I would like to see them break off and do things like actually have Chris Statlander go into a program. Mm -hmm. I I don't want to have these critiques about book the women's division better. You can book more than one women's match on every show. I'm just saying. Yeah. And in comparison, like, you know, Willow just won the tournament, the Owen Hart tournament. And to see her just kind of, I guess, floating around right now, look at where Ricky is. Ricky is literally almost facing the world champ. So Mm -hmm. to not have them even be close in that is like, come on, we got to do a little bit better with the storylines for the women. Yeah, I mean, and to be fair, Athena and Willow did main event Death Before Dishonor and had, you know, a banger of a match. But okay, then what? Right? Like, It's nice. It's great that they had that. That's great. But also that's Ring of Honor. Mm -hmm. What are we doing on AEW? Yeah. Um, So, yeah, I'd like to see... Yeah, you said t- uh, some championship matches for Chris Statlander. We've at least had those. Give me a story. Give me a program. Give me something. Yeah. Cut, let her cut a what promo. What is Diamante like, doing? Where's she at? <laughs> well, I, is Serena Serena Deeb is injured. I feel like I ask this every week. Every week. I'll, Serena Deeb needs to join the BCC, and I don't know why that hasn't happened, and you're making me mad. I'm sorry. <laughs> if you want to see Serena Deeb wrestle, watch Heels on Stars. I'll throw that out there. There's a little spoiler for you. For it's on my watch list. It's on, uh, it's on for my somebody who's watched the whole season already. I haven't even beat Stray, and that game came out like last year. So that, that could go on my backlog, bro. I'm, I'm so behind. All right. Uh, well, my voice is shot. Uh, Iridian, what you got going on? Where can people find your stuff? You guys can find me on Rust Friends on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, literally everywhere. And you can follow me at Iridian underscore Fiero. Same thing, threads. TikTok, Instagram, and every Saturday, you will find me here with my favorite crew of Cresta and Rick here on the Fightful Post Show. That's your cue, Cresta. I got you. Rick, I got you also with this last uh, Humper chat because I know your voice is giving you the Wat Babalubi. We got one from Brent Lockman that says that Spaceball quote applies to so many baby faces. Bye. Happy wrestling, you three. You three. Yeah, you know. I don't remember space balls like that, but I remember the theme song. <laughs> I was but a wee lass. Anywho, you can find me every I, Thursday. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. I was gonna say I would do, I would do the impersonation, like I would do the actual voice, but I can't right now. I'm just so shot. Save We're it. happy that you tried and you did your best today. Yeah. Everyone, give a thumbs up to Rick and go to his Twitter. And be like, Rick, thank you so much. Thank, thank you, Rick. <laughs> I wasn't going to miss three weeks in a row because, like I said, I'm not going to be here next week because I'll be in Detroit. So, yeah. But mm. well, we got you. And you can get me every Thursday, Saturday, here on Fightful. Thursdays, it's myself and Joel Pearl. We go over everything that happens on Impact. Saturday, here with your rest friend, Iridian, Rick Cacino, whose voice is giving him the wop baba lubop And sometimes Sean Ross Sapp, who's humming at the top <laughs> of the hour. We talk about everything that happens on Collision. Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, you can find me over on TikTok and Twitch, except next week because I have to go be a good granddaughter. I'll see you guys the week after that. Rick, if you've got the stones, where can they find you? Yeah, right up there in the uh, in the corner here. You know, Rick Uchino, uh, Twitter, threads, Instagram. I think that's everywhere I'm at. You can find it, my stuff there, uh, including the uh, article, article only uh, for obvious reasons. Uh, I talked 
with Roxanne Perez this week uh, ahead of Great American Bash tomorrow. So you can read that uh, interview up at uh, Cage Side Seats. It's my pinned tweet right now, so you can find it there as well. Uh, and also uh, subscribe to the Believe in Pro Wrestling uh, YouTube channel. Myself and SP3 will be live with our uh, SummerSlam prediction show 2 p.m. this coming Tuesday. Uh, Eastern Standard Time. So uh, check that out. That is spelled B-L-E-A-V. Please hit that subscribe button. We are inching closer to a thousand subscribers every single day. Thank you guys so much for the support. Uh, make sure to subscribe to the Fightful YouTube channel if you haven't already. Give this video a thumbs up. It helps drive up our audience. We really appreciate it. If we could get all 400 plus of you to give us a thumbs up, that would be special. Uh, and subscribe to Fightful Select. It's $5. It's the best $5 you're going to spend every month. Guarantee it. Just go without a latte one day. Just do it. Do it. Take care, everybody. We'll be back in some capacity next week. Take it easy. Bye.